How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the old podcast here. Lots of lots and lots and lots of exciting stuff going on this weekend. Last weekend's card was incredible as well. Uh, I mean, you got Islam Makachev beating Dan Hooker in the first round. Uh, Jan, Peter Jan. Sorry, I keep getting mixed up with Peter Jan and Jan Blahovich fighting on the same card. I just keep calling them both Jan, and I screw myself up. But, uh, Peter Jan, P- excuse me, Piotr Jan, Cor- uh, Corey Sanhagen, incredible fight. Those two are absolute warriors. Uh, couldn't ask for much more in a fight. It's it's one of those fights to where you don't you don't get them all that often, but when you do, you get excited. It's it's one I will go back and watch not just once or twice, but when I when I'm si- like in like sitting by myself, and I'm like ah shit I got nothing to do let's watch some like really good fights. That will probably be one of them in the bank. One uh one of mine is Zhang Wei Li and Joanna. You always got. What's his name? Roy McDonald and Robbie Lawler. That's always one on there. It's it falls into that category of all-time classics, in my opinion. Uh, maybe not all-time classics because you know no one got finished or it wasn't a, some spectacular build-up to the fight either. But I mean, top you know top 100 for sure. And then uh, okay, let's just get into it. Uh, Islam Makachev makes easy work of Dan Hooker. What happened is almost exactly what I thought would happen. Islam was going to take him down and just smash him. Uh, Dan, Dan Hooker has decent takedown defense, but obviously his you know his stand-up is a lot better than his ground game by, I mean, a long shot. He's got good jiu-jitsu, but just the wrestling isn't there, at least on the level of, um, I mean, if, you know, if he fights a guy like uh, me <laughs> and he just wants to wrestle me, it's... I'm I'm toast, but if he fights a guy like Makachev, it's going to be a real problem, and that's exactly what we saw. Um, first round submission victory, Kimura. I mean, I don't know what you do with Makachev next. I I mean, does he deserve a title shot? A hundred, in my opinion, a hundred percent. But he's not as big a draw as Khabib was. Maybe we just need to put him in those situations. Um, title implication decisions. Maybe fight guys. Uh, maybe one more guy higher ranked um, than uh, Dan Hooker is. Maybe fight a guy like a Justin Gaethje or Michael Chandler who are fighting this weekend. Or, you know, one of the, something like that. I don't really know. It's it's a tough it's a tough call with Islam Makachev, but always a guy I was so... Uh, I'm always excited to watch fight. Uh, oh, I didn't even write this down, but uh, I totally forgot that... Uh, what's his face? I'm drawing a blank. God damn it. Russian. Russian name. Fuck. One second. I don't know why I can't remember this dude's name. He is literally all over the fucking internet. All over the UFC. He's... God damn. Kazmat Shemaev. Jesus. I can't believe I couldn't remember that. Kazmat Shemaev. Fought G. Uh, Lang Jian, Whatever his name is. And uh, I thought it was going to be a tough fight for him. I thought he would win the fight. But I did not think it would go that way. I mean, Lee is a tough opponent. He's never... I mean, he's not a guy that gets dominated like that he's i mean he i mean he loses fights 
but no one just does whatever they want with him. I mean, the dude is an absolute stud. Huge, hits really hard, and then Cosmoc just came in there, picked him up like he was going to throw him in the pool. I don't know if you guys saw that meme. <laughs> picked him up, slammed him, and that was basically the entire fight. Finished it first round submission, choked him unconscious completely. You got to give this guy a top five opponent next. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. If he's ready, if he if he can beat a guy that tough that easily, you got to give him a top at least in between five and ten. Some somebody give him and someone that can wrestle. I want to see what he can do against like a guy like Kamara Usman. I don't know. I they were talking about Neil Magny next. I know. He's like, oh, I want to fight Nate Diaz. But, hey, man, listen, we everyone knows you can beat Nate Diaz. Okay, that's not impressive. If Nate, but if Nate Diaz beat him, that would be fucking crazy. But everyone knows you can more than likely beat Nate Diaz. But, I mean, Neil Magny would be good. Michael Chiesa would be a good fight. Someone like that. Throw him in the, throw him in the mix there. Incredible stuff from him. And then, like I said, Piotr Jan and Cody, Cody Sanhagen. Corey Sanhagen. I keep calling him Cody Sanhagen. Corey Sanhagen, incredible fight. I thought Corey won two rounds. A lot of I think two of the judges gave four rounds for Jan, but you know I could, I could see that. But my respect for Jan had gone absolutely through the roof after that fight. He just seemed like somebody that was not getting lucky, but fighting guys like you know Aldo, not in his prime anymore, or or Aldo. I mean that Aldo fight, he just didn't look that good. Aldo didn't. Um, and then fighting guys like Uriah Faber, who's 43 or 42 years, however old he is in his 40s, way, way past his prime, probably shouldn't even be fighting anymore and isn't fighting anymore now. And uh, you fight a guy like Cody, Cody Sanhagen, who's a young stud and I thought would get the best of Jan and was for the first couple rounds. And man, Jan proved me wrong. Dude's an absolute savage. Striking's unbelievable. Takedown defense is incredible. Wrestling is good. I mean, he's a complete mixed martial artist. And when he fights Aljamain Sterling again, I don't see that going any differently than the first fight was up until that knee that uh, disqualified him and lost him the title. So, incredible fight. Fun to watch. And then let's just have a little round of applause for Glover Teixeira. I mean, incredible performance. Was never really in trouble during that fight whatsoever. First round takes him down, smashes him for the entire round. In my opinion, probably close to a 10-8 round. And then second round, can't get him down immediately. Gets hit a couple times and then comes back, rocks him with a left hook. Gets him to the ground and submits him like that. 42 years old, second oldest UFC uh, champion of all time. And... He's probably going to fight Yuri Prochatska next, if I pronounce that correctly. But every time I bet against Glover, he proves me wrong. It's kind of like reminds me of Rose Namajunas every time. I'm like, eh, I don't know if Rose probably going to win that fight. Like when she fought Yang, uh, Zhang the first time. And she comes out and does. Same thing with uh, with Glover here. He, fought, he fights Anthony Smith, and I'm like, eh. It's a tough fight for Glover. And then comes out and looks sensational. Doesn't lose a round. Finishes him. And then he gets a fight against Tiago Santos. I'm like, damn. You know, Tiago's Thiago's fucking savage. Uh, went to a split decision with John Jones. I mean, that could be a rough fight for Glover. Smashes him. No problem. 
not a problem at all. And then he fights a guy like Jan, like, like Jan Blahovitz, terrifying champion, knocks out everybody, has stone fists. His body's shaped weird. His arms are on, almost on whips, it looks like, when he throws those punches. I mean, the, I mean, when Jan lands, it just looks and sounds different than a lot of guys. And goes out there and not only wins, but dominates the fight. Incredible. 42 years old. A whole career resurgence. I mean, how often do you hear guys go, oh, you know, I know I'm getting old, but I'm going to make one more run at it and then win one fight and then lose two and retire. Not Glover. Glover goes out there, makes a run, wins six fights in a row or however many he won against top guys, fights the champion, and not only beats him but dominates. Just incredible. It, what, I'm freaking out. I'm, I didn't get to watch the fights. I have Saturday nights off specifically to watch fights, and of course they're in Abu Dhabi, so they're in the morning. So I'm watching it at work, and I freak out. Everyone looks at me like I'm crazy. I don't really care. I love Glover. I don't know anybody who is not a Glover Teixeira fan, especially after this fight. So hats off to Glover. He's your new light heavyweight champion. God, I love the fights. God, I love fights. Anyway, let's get into the card this weekend because we got some really good matchups. I mean, starting off with Ally Aquinta and Bobby Green. I mean, that's an incredible matchup. Al has not fought in a while though i think his last fight was back in 2019 he fought dan hooker didn't win that fight um one and three in his last four of course one of those is to khabib donald cerrone those kind of guys so i mean top tough guys so not anything to be scared of yet but you know we'll see what happens here green on the other hand three and two in his last five fights coming off a loss to rafael faziz good fight didn't win I think it was 29-28 on, on all the judges' scorecards there. Didn't look bad, just, you know, <clears throat> wasn't his night. Lost his fight previous to that, but was on a three-fight win streak. Starting to kind of a little bit of a career resurgence for Bobby Green. Um, really tough opponent. Should be an interesting fight. Both guys have the same kind of mentality. I mean, you got Raging Ally Aquinta, and uh, his nickname is Raging. And Bobby Green is an absolute savage, so should be a really, really fun fight. We're going to do live picks on these again, too, while I'm talking about them. Guys, my picks this year are absolutely insane. So last year, I was like 100 and, I was 108 and 116 for uh, like my verdict picks. Uh, this year, I am so far 110 and 74. So don't want to brag or anything, but if you guys are betting on the fights... Take it from me. Bet on my picks. Okay, okay. Watch, this will be the one card that uh, I fuck up completely and and don't get any correct. <laughs> but hey, is what it is. But I'm going to take Ally Aquinta. I just think it's going to be too much for Bobby Green. The wrestling of Al. Um, he hits really hard, not afraid to get hit. So I'm going to take Ally Aquinta in that fight. All right. And here is a fight that might be going under the radar a little bit this uh, fight week. It's a couple of un relatively unknowns in Alex Pereira and Andres Michalidis. It's a terrible last name. Greek. Greek man, he is. But if you guys don't know who Alex Pereira is, he is the last individual to knock out Israel Adesanya in a kickboxing fight. Last time he was finished. 
he had a recent knockout that went viral in LFA. It was his, it was his last fight. Um, an absolute piston of a left hook. Um, it sounded like a like a firecracker went off in his hand. It was really loud. The dude hits so hard. He's only three and one in MMA. It's his first fight in the UFC, but with all that kickboxing experience, obviously that helps. But we don't. He's relatively. We don't know how he's gonna perform. He's relatively unknown to you know most casual fans. But if you are a casual fan and you're getting into the fights, this is gonna be somebody you're gonna want to look out for. Uh, he could be you know next big star in the UFC. We don't know. Andres, on the other hand, one and one in the UFC. <laughs> Uh, 13 and 4. All four losses are coming via knockout or TKO. So, you know, I'm going to pick Alex Pereira in this fight by knockout. I'm even going to say first round. So if you guys want to put that on the betting line, go for it. I think it's a good uh, good chance for him to finish this fight via knockout, uh, especially against a guy who's only lost via knockout. And another fight on this card I didn't even know, I completely forgot about, is Frankie Edgar... Marlon Vera. This is a huge toss-up of a fight. I have no idea who's going to win this one. Edgar is 1-3 in his last four, coming off of two knockout losses to uh, Corey Sanhagen. Really, really bad flying knee in his last fight. I mean, an absolute... Just, it made me sad how uh, how that one looked. And no one, I never liked watching Frankie get hurt. And he never did get hurt until recently. All three of his knockouts, he's only been not, uh, finished three times, and they've all been in the last two, three years. So, ugh. he is 40 years old now. Well, like I said, one in three in his last four. You know, could be a could be a tough outing for Frankie Edgar because Marlon Vera is an absolute stud. He's never been finished. Coming off a big win versus Davy Grant, beat Sean O'Malley, and beat a lot of tough guys in the UFC. And I don't know, man. This could be a rough fight for Frankie. I'm going to take Moreland Vera in this fight uh, just for the fact of, you know, youth. I know that doesn't always mean anything, but probably is going to help in this fight. Sorry, I thought somebody was coming in my house, but it was just the wind. But youth it could play a factor in this fight. You never know. Frankie hasn't looked like the Frankie in the past, which is upsetting. But, you know, we'll see what happens. I hope if Marlon wins, I hope he doesn't hurt Frankie too bad because I love that guy <laughs> but should be should be fun watching Frankie fights always it's it's always good watching Frankie fight and then we got Shane Burgos and Billy Corintillo Burgos is three and two in his last five he is coming off losses to Josh Emmett and that weird uh looking knockout versus uh Edson Barbosa a few months ago that was that was the one where Edson you know landed that clean right hand Burgos backed up and just kind of fell, like really, really delayed. But obviously, you know, good that he's okay. He's ready to fight again. Coming off those two losses, Billy, on the other hand, 4-1 and one in his five fights in the UFC and is coming off a TKO win, which he looked incredible in versus Gabriel Benitez. If you guys haven't watched Billy Corntillo fight, go watch that Gabriel Benitez fight, and it tells you everything you need to know about Billy, Okay. Dude, good wrestling. His hands are good. Good jujitsu. Complete mixed martial artist. Could be a top ten guy very soon, especially if he wins against Shane Burgos, who is an absolute savage, a stud. Hits hard as a fucking brick wall. But should be a really fun fight. I don't know who to pick in this fight. If there is one fight 
maybe two fights. I mean, you, you get to the main event. I don't. You know, I have no idea who's gonna win that fight. But if there's one an, another fight on this card not to bet on, it is this fight. Um, that being said, Billy is the underdog in this fight, and if you want to make some money, put a little extra money on Billy because this could be a breakout fight for him, and it could, you know, potentially win you a lot of money. So I'm picking Billy in this fight for myself. Yeah. All right. That'll bring us to the exciting portion of the card, and Justin Gaethje versus Michael Chandler. Guys, can we just thank the MMA gods for giving us this one? What an absolute masterpiece of a matchup. Thank you, Dana. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, McMaynard. Thank you, everybody, for giving us this fight. These are basically the two two of the exact same guys fighting each other. Justin coming off one loss in the UFC. Well, not in the UFC, sorry. In his last, you know, one loss to Khabib um, last year. Hadn't fought since. 22-3 and three overall record for Justin Gaethje. His only losses, listen to his only losses for me for one second. Eddie Alvarez. Dustin Poirier. Khabib. That is it. Eddie Alvarez, former Bellator champion, former UFC champion, Khabib, possibly the greatest of all time. Dustin Poirier, former UFC lightweight interim 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 lightweight champion, and fighting for a title. That's about as good a resume for losses as you can possibly get. And other than that, he's beat the absolute breaks off of everybody he's fought. Always exciting to watch him fight. I have never seen a boring Justin Gaethje fight in my life. That being said, I have also never seen a boring Michael Chandler fight in my life. 1-1 one one in the UFC so far. Get this. He has six losses. Okay. His only losses? Will Brooks twice. Eddie Alvarez. Patricio Pipple twice. And Charles Oliveira. Will Brooks, you know, never... I mean, if you guys are, again, a casual fan, you don't know who Will Brooks is. Will Brooks is terrifying. Always has been. Always will be. I don't know if he fights anymore. But he's a Bellator guy. Never made it out of there. Never looked to go to the UFC or anything like that, as far as I know. I could be wrong. Let me look up Will Brooks real quick while, I, while I'm talking. But um, Will Brooks loses... You know, beats. he's beat Eddie Alvarez before, first of all. And, but, you know, Will Brooks is currently in the UFC, apparently. Hold on here. Is he currently in the UFC? Where did he fight in the UFC? No, he's not in the UFC. He's not in Bellator right now, either. But, oh, jeez. Yeah, he was in the UFC. He lost to both Daniel, no, it's not Daniel. Yeah. Charles Oliveira, Nick Lane. Yeah, went 0-3. Oh, beat Ross Pearson. That's good. Good for Will. Anyway, but hey, really good fighter. Loses to him. Eddie Alvarez, who he, again, beat. Charles Oliveira, who is on an absolute tear right now, is a stud, a monster, a jiu-jitsu genius. Apparently, can knock guys out. Got knocked out by him. And Patricio Pitbull, who might be the best lightweight not in the UFC. 
probably top 10 in the UFC. Possibly, who knows, maybe top 5, maybe he fights for a title. That's how good Patricio is. These guys' resumes are second to none. It's absolutely incredible what they've been able to accomplish in their careers. So this fight is going to be, as they've advertised, first one to take a step back probably loses this fight. And I don't see Justin Gaethje ever taking a step back. I will pick Justin Gaethje in this fight for that fact and that fact alone. His resume is better. Um, he's never really been like knocked out bad. I know he kind of got TKO'd versus Eddie Alvarez. And um, who else did he get knocked out against? Oh, yeah, Poirier kind of TKO'd him, but wasn't too bad. But Michael Chandler, I mean, his last loss is, is via knockout, and his one before that was knockout. So I think he got knocked out. I think Will Brooks TKO'd him once as well. So if you do MMA math, which I know doesn't always add up, I'm going to take Justin Gaethje in this fight. That's it. Love Michael Chandler. I just don't see him winning this fight. All right. Co-main event time. I am so excited to watch these girls fight again. Rose Namajunas, Zhang Wei Li. I want to see this fight go five rounds. I think it'd be an absolute barn burner of a fight. Either way, I don't think anyone gets finished at least quickly in this fight. I think it goes to at least the championship rounds. Rose Namajunas, former champion, current champion, looks built like a built like a limp noodle, but hits. Hits like fucking Shane Carwin back in the day. She just has... She doesn't have power. She has precision. Um, great great back and forth movement. Always on always on the balls of her feet. Crisp, clean striking. Good jujitsu. Good takedown defense. Really good fight. But then Zhang Wei Li just is an absolute pit bull of a woman. And I mean that with all due respect. And as a compliment... I mean, she. If you you look at her, she's built like, like kind of like Frankie Edgar is right now. Frankie's smaller right now. He's kind of she's kind of built like Frankie Edgar, just just short and stocky. Hits like a Mack truck. Her workouts are incredible. She's been working uh, with uh, Henry Cejudo and those guys. Um, in California or wherever I don't know where they're based out of, but she said she's learned a lot from him. A lot of the wrestling stuff. A lot of striking to set up takedowns. Uh, she was saying that. You know, MMA is fairly, you know, new in China, and, you know, they know a lot of, they're kind of trying to mix the traditional uh, styles with, you know, just kind of with jiu-jitsu and not really setting things up correctly for MMA. So she said she's learned a lot working with those guys, so this could be a completely different fight. And I've said it once, I'm going to say it again, I will never bet against Rose Namajunas ever again. I am taking Rose Namajunas in this fight. Via decision, if you guys want to put that in the betting line, go ahead. I think it goes to decision. Either way, it's going to be an incredible fight. Please tune in and watch these fights. That will bring us to the main event. A main event I am so excited for. This whole card is incredible. Two title fights. Michael Chandler versus Justin Gaethje feels like a title fight. I'm almost just as excited for that fight. Kamara Usman and Colby Covington. Covington has not fought since uh, last September when he fought Woodley, beat Woodley pretty, you know, handily. Didn't look, you know, obviously it wasn't the, you know, Tyron Woodley uh, that was champion. So, you know, we kind of saw what happened there. So I'm not really super impressed with that victory. We kind of saw that coming. I found a stat that I think at least is kind of interesting. 
you know, Colby's always calls, you know, Marty, uh, Kamar Usman, Marty Snoozman, or whatever, because he, he fights boring. He doesn't finish anybody. Kamar Usman has more finishes than Colby Covington does in the UFC. Colby has two. Usman has four. I don't know. I thought that was interesting. I think someone should bring that up to Colby. Um, Colby is a guy I love. I got a love-hate relationship with the man. I mean, he's he says all the right things until he doesn't. You know, he makes great points. Then he's like, "Oh, he committed all these fouls and this and that, and and said fake fouls happened in the last fight. And last time I checked, you got your jaw broken and said it was an eye poke and kind of forget to bring that up. But I mean, he's fun to watch. He, if you take all that said, all that aside." Dude's an incredible... He does say cardio machine, and he really is a cardio machine. He doesn't stop. He's always he's always throwing punches. He never throws anything, any big haymakers, but he just relentlessly is tapping you with you know, 50, 60, 70% power and is relentless, never gives up. And it's kind of that wrestling style that Kamaro has as well. A lot of these guys learn in wrestling. It's just relentlessness. It's crazy. The last fight was obviously insane. Kamara won that fight. These guys are probably going to fight again. If Colby wins this fight, I don't know. Colby's really the only guy other than Cosmot and um, Leon Edwards that are even close to title contention, in my opinion. At least, like, clear guys. Maybe uh, Vicente Luque, because I know he weighed in uh, to be an alternate in this fight. But this fight could go either way. Um... I'm I'm taking Kamara in this fight. I just think he's too he's too much right now. He's been working his striking a lot with Trevor Whitman, so that's getting better. So that's something that Colby hasn't seen uh, yet from Kamara is his improved striking, and obviously his wrestling's always there. So if you guys want to make money, I think Colby's the underdog. So bet on Colby, but I'm gonna take Kamara in this fight. Just to enjoy the hostilities, as uh, my as Robin Black always says. I'm just I'm just here as a fan for this one. It's gonna be exciting. Um, that's pretty much all we have. Also, we got Kayla Plant and Canelo Alvarez this weekend on the same night. So I'll probably be uh, legally uh, watching that fight on my phone while I'm watching the other fights. So, But, hey, that's all I have for you guys today. I really appreciate everybody that tunes into the podcast. And that's it, guys. Appreciate you. We'll see you um, probably Wednesday or Thursday again next week. Uh, we'll break down these fights that just happened, and we'll see if I'm right. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good one.